welcome to the Sports Show. I'm DJ Pat Nasty, and I'm here with Danny and Dr. Jim. And as always, from Arizona, Malcolm Marzet. Malcolm, the West Coast, the best coast with us here. Uh, and we are going to discuss today on the Sports the Show uh, the week that was the wild card in the NFL and what a week it was. Uh, we'll also discuss the upcoming divisional round and uh, the college football uh, championship and potentially uh, the James Harden trade if we have time. There was a massive trade recently uh, just today between the Rockets and Brooklyn, uh, but we'll get into that later in the show. Uh, but we'll start with wild card weekend in the NFL uh, where you had an extra wild card team. So you had uh, six total games over wild card weekend. One of those games was featured on uh, Nickelodeon, uh, the Saints and the Bears. It was a pretty fun watch we were talking about in our really uh, the that sports was a great the show broadcast. Group. It really was a neat uh, little broadcast to kind of get kids entertained with the slime cannons and uh, Sean Payton Sean Payton getting slimed after uh, the Saints win. Uh, in his Jordans. In his Jordans. But we're uh, going to all give our take from uh, our biggest takeaway from the week that was the wild card round in the NFL. I'm going to go ahead and start for us here. Uh, my biggest takeaway was uh, that Lamar Jackson uh, can get it done for the Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs. And I think that was something that we all thought definitely was, uh, you know, generally going to happen. The Ravens were going to win a playoff game with Lamar at quarterback eventually. Uh, but, you know, him getting the kind of uh, the quote unquote uh, monkey off his back, just that weight off his shoulder of, you know, not playing uh, well enough to beat Tennessee typically. Uh, I think that really imbued him with some confidence that potentially could lead the Ravens on a deep playoff run, uh, potentially seeing the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC championship game. I'm sure we all hope for that. That would be an amazing matchup of quarterbacks, at least. But uh, Lamar Jackson played amazingly uh, well for the uh, Ravens. Cool, calm, under pressure. I think he's really maturing at his position. He's proving people wrong year by year. You know, uh, very few people, I think, had him in this elite echelons of talent. And he truly, really, I believe this weekend uh, submitted his place in a top five, if not top three quarterback uh, position in the NFL going forward. Uh, but Tiny, how did you feel about Wild Card Weekend and what was your biggest takeaway? There were a lot of storylines um, going into this weekend and after this weekend that I was focused on. Um, I liked your choice and I was maybe going to expand on that, but um, the Browns taking down the Steelers uh, 48 to 37. So this game, I don't know if you guys watch it, but it wasn't as close as it sounded. Uh, mm-hmm. The Browns, uh, I think the storyline. Oh, it was a blowout in the first half. I mean, that was one right. of the craziest <clears throat> first halves. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Johnny, but guys, can we agree okay. that that, 
that may have been the most surprising first half in playoff football that we've ever seen in terms of teams coming out and just blowing out expectations. Certainly right. in recent history or recent memory. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's so many stories in this game. Uh, you know, the Steelers came out 11 and 0 and then lost a lot of times um, to not great teams. And the Browns come out and really show them that they're ready to be part of the new NFC North. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's just call it that it's not proven yet, but you know, Baker there definitely. And uh, Lamar and maybe Joe Burrow, if he gets healthy and can control the Bengals a little more. Mm-hmm. So this is this, this in my mind was my takeaway from this uh, playoff weekend where, you know, the Browns have been so sad for so long. Uh, I believe they haven't won a playoff game since 2005. Uh, they remind me of the team I like and uh, based on, you know, non-playoff winning stuff mm-hmm. and them to take down the Steelers uh, on the road, even though on the road doesn't mean as much anymore. Is <laughs> kind, kind of it's my story true. of the weekend. Uh, they have so much talent that they've been developing over the years. Baker, of course, Nick Chubb in the backfield, Kareem Hunt, who they picked up. They might be dangerous. Uh, I'm not going to necessarily take them next round, but as far as this weekend went, that's that's my story of the weekend, is the uh, Browns getting rid of the Steelers, who have been such a pillar of playoff history the past 10 years. Truly, it was almost a semi-symbolic feeling for potential changing of the guard with, you know, Big Ben going out and Lamar and Baker coming in more so. The the AFC um, North is going to be a very interesting division to watch going forward, but definitely tiny. And wouldn't it be an amazing uh, surprise to see the Browns versus the Ravens potentially if the fates aligned with the former Browns franchise playing the new Browns franchise? Uh, you know, it would that would be a huge <laughs> yeah. storyline in and of itself, uh, but probably not likely. But Dr. Jim, what was your big takeaway from the weekend of wild card weekend in the NFL? I was most surprised at how close the Colts Bills game was. Uh, mm-hmm. I really thought that the Bills were going to put one on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that my analysis last week we recorded it on a Friday and it was kind of late was the Bills. Yeah are really cool um <laughs> but you know i just i i kind of saw um alan you know holding his own they were playing at home uh you know it's one of those teams that like the steelers like green bay are uh you know weather invincible uh they're not going to change their game plan um or anything mm-hmm. but you know it's I, it's a real testament i think to the colts defense especially and also you know philip rivers like he he wasn't sacked once so kudos to their to their offensive line uh um, you know, mm-hmm. Neither uh, QB threw an interception, which is, I think, kind of remarkable, um, you know, given what the Colts have done. And, and the Bills have a, you know, have a workable defense. But mm-hmm. um, I, it, this really, I think, um, is a testament to playoff Phillip Rivers coming up and rising to the moment, um, scoring a very, very late touchdown to, to give his guys a chance. 
Um, and, and, you know, I think in, in our, our friends playoff pick a pool, uh, I'm not sure that anybody had the Colts covering, um, yeah. uh, you know, six and a half. So that was really the, the surprise to me. I thought also that game was going to be a bit more high scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I figured bills would probably get to 30. Um, mm-hmm. And that didn't happen, but I'm glad that the Bills made it through. And along with Cleveland, you know, like like Tiny pointed out, these are kind of one of a couple of those feel good stories, right? You know, like if, definitely, if my definitely. if my team if my team's out of it, you know, who what 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 are my rooting interests? And rooting interests should always coalesce around either things that are weird or just things that are fun. The, you know, Cleveland is weird. The Bills are fun, and so that's what I'm going to be looking forward. <laughs> to you know this coming week definitely and i mean um you know the the colts with darius leonard sc state shout out uh you know that defense just really and again you can go back and listen to our shows no one coming into this year thought the colts were going to be where they were they finished Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the colts really surprised everyone and philip rivers that may have been his last game we may may have. have finished his career uh, valiantly trying to uh, beat a favored Bills team, but he said if it is his last game, you'll see him next year coaching uh, high school football in Alabama uh, for, I think, his son's team. That's his next job he has lined up, but, you know, uh, it was a great battle, and I won't, before we jump to Malcolm, you know, just the fact that the Browns and the Bills are back in the conversation Mm -hmm. doesn't doesn't that just bring a breath of fresh air to the NFL versus what we've seen really over the last 20 years? You know, this is this is something that I think a lot of fans want to see where you get a little bit of that competitive difference where you see different teams in the running and you don't just see the Patriots or you don't just see, you know, the Packers for a few years, the Seahawks, so on and so forth. It, the, the, the diversity we're starting to see and the kind of competition we're starting to see, particularly in the AFC, which has been top heavy uh, for the last 20 years recently um, between the Steelers and Patriots. It's really, really looking great. But Malcolm, what was your uh, feeling about wild card weekend and what was your biggest takeaway? Man, like the entire wild card was amazing. I thought all the games were fairly close. Like even when you look at them, they're fairly close. They had swings, swings back and forth. But, um, you know, I agree with Jim. Things can be fun and weird, but, you know, um, I feel like this week is going to come back down to earth and it's strictly going to be on who's the elite defense and who has, um, I would say, flawless quarterback left. Those are the two areas we're really looking at. And Baltimore stepped up. Also, Cleveland stepped up last week. But um, Pittsburgh, with their four turnovers, and the Colts with Phillip Rivers just doing typical Phillip Rivers kind of stuff. Like, you see it with the Chargers. He can bring you close to the end and then not not pursue, even if it's like a clean record, like no interceptions or or no turnovers. You still have to be able mm-hmm. to score the ball and put that mm-hmm. pressure on. Like you're seeing the young guys come up like Lamar's putting the pressure on you. Mahomes will put the pressure on you. will score. You see that with Rodgers yeah. and uh, the Saints as a whole. But I wonder if Cleveland or Buffalo can consistently um, compete. You know, they got that first playoff win. That's all good and dandy, but you know what it's about. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see them go through. I like that the NFL landscape has been leveling. But mm-hmm. um, this last week, it just kind of showed me that um, Baltimore is for real yep. and um, anybody can be touched. So 
Oh yeah. It's it's literally like it seems more so like a, almost like a college playoff thing where any anybody can win. But I think with mm-hmm. these number one seeds coming off, they watch. They had time to rest. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be able to attack too. Um, Green Bay and Kansas City in particularly mm-hmm. probably saying I don't give a fuck who it is. You know, <laughs> who are better than whoever we're going to play. Well, I like, think I that's know a, I know it's a cliche by now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of like teams getting hot at the right time. That's like what Major League Baseball writers are always talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, but the Ravens are getting hot at exactly the right time. Lamar has woken up. Um, he mm-hmm. has been outstanding for the past month. Uh, and so, you know, if we go back to like our preseason picks, I took Seattle yeah. to win the whole thing. Um, but if I were to, you know, kind of recalibrate that, I'd put the Ravens against anybody that's left standing right now. Definitely. I mean, that's a really good, uh, a really good point to make with the teams that are getting hot right now. And I but mean, I'm, but I'm also on the other side. I think it is Big Ben's last game, and Philip Rivers. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he, he, I think he should also retire as well. I mean, some Just of those like, older quarterbacks are kind of pushing, pushing the limit to say the least. Not everybody could be Tom Brady. And Drew Brees, and we'll see what happens with them at the end of the season. But exactly. uh, you know, it definitely is a display of the next group of quarterbacks to be competing for the next ten to possibly fifteen years, and the group of quarterbacks that are leaving us that really brought us into this era that we're coming into now, uh, where it is about the passing attack and the quarterback. But to Jim's point, uh, the the Ravens with Dobbins and Hollywood Brown coming on to catch, you know, start catching balls and actually really making some big plays. And uh, Mark Andrews and the the defense for the Ravens, they really are uh, starting to look like that hot team coming into the playoffs. And, you know, over the last decade, we've seen a lot of different teams come in with a hot streak and make a run. So that's that's exactly. Well, the Eagles and then be gone. Well, like the Eagles or like the Packers Packers or like the, you know, Ravens in the last time they won a championship, you know, that's that's what happened. But, uh, you know, I did want to touch on one other thing with Tiny in particular, uh, because he is the only one of us that had a team in this uh, playoff. Tiny, uh, before we go to looking forward, I'm sorry to bring this up, but Washington, you had a very close game with the Tampa Tampa Bay Buccaneers excuse me um, but what did you how did you feel about the Washington football team and how do you feel about your team moving forward I know we've got a lot of Washington football team fans listening out there um, you the team played well the defense didn't disappoint you just went up against this Tampa Bay team that's built to win now in terms right. of your future how do you feel right now for Washington? I feel more optimistic than I've felt in uh, many years. Um, so if if you guys watch the game, which I assume you at least kind of did, uh, we were competing pretty hard. Um, our D-line is pretty stellar uh, and young, which lends, uh, you know, D.C. football teams to D.C. football team fans to 
some optimism. That's mm-hmm. our strongest part of our game. Uh, Taylor Heineke impressed the shit out of me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he can, will. Can I shout uh, out Heineke right fast? Um, he sure. Went to my high yeah. school. He graduated oh, really? one year after my youngest sister. Yeah, yeah. Dope, yeah. Jim. That's dope. Yeah. Colin Till, Eagles. Chase Young, this is but, Taylor Heineke. <laughs> so he impressed a lot of people. Uh, and uh, and then if we transition to Chase Young, he has obviously uh, been living up to the hype all season. So going forward, I'm glad we gave a uh, good old Tom a run. That game itself, you know, uh, we, we didn't have enough, but I'm still like pretty happy about our output and our effort. And going forward, I haven't been this optimistic in, let's say, maybe since the RG3 era. So, uh, Ron Rivera, thank you for uh, providing a more positive element. And uh, as the DC fan on the cast, I am more optimistic than I've been in very many years. I think that um, I, I think that this this game in particular was a perfect kind of distillation of the point that Tiny makes on this show a lot. And, you know, to us personally, when we're just shooting the shit, is that, you know, there you can make it... You you can make it to the playoffs. Yeah. And if it's your first time there in a while, you got to lose one year before you can push forward and actually make a real run for something real. Be it it's the building title. process. Yeah. Right. And, you know, this game at the end of the third, Washington is down by two. Yeah. With with five minutes left, Washington is down by five. Like this game was within reach. They just yep. couldn't get there. And, you know, that may have been due to the fact, yes, that Taylor Haneke was quarterback. Um, And, you know, whatever else other extraneous sort of factors, you know, go into anything that happens this season. Yeah. Um, but I think that the boys played valiant and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think that all of our, you know, Washington football team fans and listeners out there should at least be encouraged by, oh, yeah. I know in the moment at the loss, you probably felt like shit. Um, but it's the off season now look forward. Man, You've yeah. got a good coach, good Attack process. The free agency, man. You have Allen Robinson out there. Galladay's out there. Mm-hmm. Y'all been thinking of a quarterback. Yeah, so but that's yeah, a whole nother show <laughs> yeah it is but we'll bring the, the huff brothers back exactly but no it's fire washington definitely has a lot to look forward to in the nfc east especially with so much chaos going on right now wild. it's wide open and uh you know tiny i think we'll all be hoping and rooting for washington to uh kind of take a lead in that division and we'll see what their team name is in the future too. Right. Uh, I think but they it's also exciting. <laughs> New name, <laughs> so, Allen Robinson, Gallagher. So we'll see yeah. what happens. But uh, with the wild card round out of the way, we are now moving into the divisional round. Uh, we've got four games on tap this weekend. We've got the Rams and the Packers at 435 on Saturday and the Ravens and the Bills at 815 on Saturday.
Sunday. Sunday, we have the Browns at the Chiefs at 3.05 and the Buccaneers and the Saints at 6.40. We're going to uh, pick each of the games this week, uh, getting away from our normal style of uh, lock upset and game of the week. Since there's only four games and there's four of us, uh, we'll pick each game. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start the reverse order this time and start with Malcolm. Uh, Malcolm, who do you have for the Rams versus the Packers and why? I'm going to roll with Packers. It's going to be in Lambeau and mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Rodgers. The Devontae Adams is the most lethal combination we've seen since probably like Aiden Manning and Marvin Harrison type mm-hmm. thing. We haven't seen something like this. And I think it's going to be too much for the Rams offense. I'm not really too concerned with their defense. They're going to put it on them, but it's going to get overwhelming. So anticipate a score similar to like that Bears Saints game, mm-hmm. like a like a 22 to nine or something like that. Yeah. Okay, Doctor Jim, Rams Packers. Who do you got and why? Um, I like the Packers as well. I think this game will be probably though a little bit lower scoring than um, people might expect. Vegas mm-hmm. has this at 45 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the Rams kind of rein in um, this Packers offense. They have the best corner in the league with Jalen Ramsey. They have mm-hmm. the best, you know, uh, rusher in the league with Aaron Don- uh, Donald. Oh, yeah. um, and, but at the same time, so the Rams are, you know, I think going to hold the Packers to a lower score than you might expect. But the Rams offense, for some reason this year, it's like they are playing to get to 17 points and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then if the defense can help them out, which they did against the Seahawks with that crazy pick six that I don't I don't know what Russell oh, was yeah. looking at. Yeah. Um, it, but if they can, you know, rip off like some random non-offensive touchdown, mm-hmm. then, you know, that can help the cause. But I don't think that the Rams have the firepower to get there. Um, yeah. So I would take the Packers and the under. Okay. That's a good pick. Uh, Tiny Rams versus Packers. Who do you have and why? Better radio would be if I said Rams, but I'm picking the Packers because then you I know we don't go for the better radio, Tiny. We go for the <laughs> truth. <laughs> I do this every year on radio and in my own mind. The, I pick quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers is just too good um, at home versus the Rams who are very clever and have a great defense. Uh, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey are very much arguably the best at their positions. However, I cannot bet against Aaron Rodgers this year um, because mm-hmm. I, I always pick quarterbacks in playoff scenarios and he is in the argument for one of the best ever and this year is also in the argument for the MVP. So yeah. I, can't, I can't help but pick the Packers. I mean, that's a good pick, Tiny. I, I've got to uh, agree with you there and go with the Packers. I'd pick Packers to go to the Super Bowl and I'm going to stick strong with that pick just on their offensive prowess. Uh, The the best defense to me left in these playoffs is the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, We've said Jalen Ramsey. We've said Aaron Donald. They have amazing pass rushers beyond that. Their linebacking core is great. Their secondary is great. 
They've got a really good special teams. They've got a really good receiving core. Who the hell's their quarterback? I mean, if you're not going to have Jared Goff at full strength and you're going to see different guys come in and Jared Goff come in and out and you've got you you had John Wolford out there in the last damn game. Um, you know, I, I don't know if that offense is going to be at full strength truly because I don't think Jared Goss really fully healed from his thumb injury. I think Cam Akers is a great addition to the Rams. It's going to be a good, uh, solid running back going forward. And if Jared Goff was at full health, I'd honestly still pick the Packers in this game. Um, he was handing the ball off with his left hand, you know? Exactly. Like- exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Um, you know, but the Packers I think are the, the top team in the NFC for a reason. And uh, to Tiny's point about home field advantage i think the packers honestly have one of the few home field advantages left in the playoffs with lambeau field being so frozen uh as it typically is also uh the next game we're going to discuss may have uh a bit of home field advantage the ravens versus the bills uh in buffalo uh we don't know if it's going to be snowing you never know off those great lakes that Buffalo is uh, close to you get a lot of snow very fast and a lot of cold, cold temperatures. Uh, This is the first divisional round game Buffalo's had in quite some time in Buffalo, especially Uh, this game is going to, I think, be most likely the game of the weekend. I would assume Uh, some people may say the Saints and Bucks. Personally, I think this is the game of the weekend. I've never been a bigger big believer in the Bills, but uh, you know, they are very good this year. Uh, but I'm gonna start and I'm going to take Baltimore in this game, though, mm. because mm. I think Lamar Jackson uh truly is a once-in-a-lifetime quarterback. I think that um he's not going to be a star that's going to burn bright, burn out quickly, but I do think he is going to have the best years of his career earlier in his career rather than someone where they're building up to an extremely great career you know 10 years down the road so on and so forth so I think the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson is going to uh, be the team that uh, can take down the Bills in these playoffs Josh Allen though I I don't think he's anything uh, to sniff at I think he's going to have a good game. I think this is going to be a pretty high scoring game depending on the weather. But if I had to look at a team with a, I just think the Ravens have the better running game with J.K. Dobbins. Uh, The Bills probably have the better receiving core with Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs. But I would take Lamar Jackson and Dobbins any day of the week. Uh, You know, they're going to be a hard combination to beat out of the backfield. Who are you going to tackle who's got the ball mm-hmm. so but uh malcolm who do you have for the ravens versus the bills yeah 
I'm going to keep rolling with the Ravens. I somewhat underestimated them, and I feel like I somewhat overestimated Buffalo initially, but um, I just do not think Allen's quarterback play will keep up with Lamar's, mm-hmm. and I believe Baltimore's defensive play, they will they will create turnovers okay. with Allen. Um, even if you look back to the Colts game, him scoring, it was mostly him running. Mm-hmm. He's not as agile or as quick as Lamar, so I anticipate Baltimore putting a stop to that, um, and they have the they have the playmakers on defense in particularly, and I, I don't think on, on Buffalo they do, but I just don't think they're ready to play with what if Lamar's running, then I don't think there's anybody out. he can run all the way to the suit if he wants. So that's the that seems to be the plan, and mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to anticipate seeing. But uh, Baltimore's defense is playing, and it's weird because it's like dang, Tiny, you know, you have Washington and Baltimore right there, and both of those teams are like fucking like dope as hell, but they're like rivals. <laughs> I'm like, how can you not like both of them? Because both have great defenses. It's like, man, if you get a talented quarterback, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. So in this game, uh, Baltimore, and I think they're going to blow them out. I really do. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm. Uh, Dr. Jim, Baltimore versus Buffalo. Who do you got? Um, I, as a recently enlisted member of the Bills Mafia, I'm going to go with the Bills. <laughs> Um, this is this is the ti- this is the tightest this is the tightest spread of the week. Um, uh, you know, it, like Bills are two and a half point favorites at home, which is basically a, a picket. Um, and you know, we got a fifty point over under. Pat, you mentioned the weather. Yeah. If the weather goes south, um, the Ravens hold the advantage because of the rushing because of the rushing attack. They have the best rushing attack. They have, yeah, exactly. That was my point with uh, Dobbins and Lamar. Um. In terms of total offense, uh, the Bills rank second in the league. Baltimore mm-hmm. ranks 19 in total offense. Um, in terms of total defense, Baltimore ranks seventh. Bills rank 14. Now, passing is where this game is going to be won or lost. And if the weather goes south, who knows? All bets are off the table. The Bills are second in the league in total passing offense. The Ravens are 32nd in the league in total passing offense. Now, part of that is a function. Part of that is a function, of course, of Lamar having, you know, kind of a what the two middle months of of the season he just you know he was throwing for maybe 150 180 yards a game um which in today's nfl is not gonna cut it but you know it's lamar right he can touch 21 miles an hour at full speed on that Mm -hmm. 73 you know yard run uh for Mm -hmm. a touchdown last week he got up over 21 miles an hour and that wasn't even his fastest run of the season that was like a human cheetah yeah um so you know he's he's a madden cheat coach uh, obviously, right. but yeah. I I'm going to take the Bills uh, because I do like their I do like their passing game. Um, you know, Allen over in the off season, Allen was doing throwing drills on the beach because mm-hmm. you know sand doesn't allow you to like set your feet and get your lower body you know into a good quarterback stance to throw. Yeah. And so what that forced him to do was his upper body mechanics just became that much better, and his upper body strength became that much better. He already had a can for an arm, but mm-hmm. now he's got like a double can for an arm <laughs> that is now also very, very accurate and can make yeah. those timing throws. Add in Stefan Diggs mm-hmm. and boom, you've got the second best passing game in, 
in the league. Um, so I like the Bills in this one. Um, mm-hmm. I like them to cover two and a half because this is basically a pick 'em. Um, I also kind of like the over uh, at fifty points. Um, mm-hmm. That that's a little intriguing to me. Um, don't go throw money at it. Um, I will, but uh, <laughs> I'm, cover but I'm a very bad better. Baltimore's going to score. <laughs> well, oh, they will, but yeah. I think the Bills can can keep up. You know, just the nature of their offense, they can keep up. Oh, good. Well, Tiny, who do you have in the Ravens versus the Bills? In the old format, this is my game of the week. <laughs> um... <laughs> But uh, Jim's kind of diatribe was very convincing, but I still pick the Ravens because I'm a big quarterback guy. I mentioned this earlier, and I think that the Ravens are on this revenge mission, and I mm-hmm. think that Lamar specifically is on this, like, I'm a fucking MVP mission. Yeah, and yeah. I love the Bills. Like, I had previously in the show kind of championed them multiple times, but I think that in this particular matchup I do like the Ravens and it's 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 one of my hardest picks of the week but I like the Ravens man I think Are Lamar you? I think Lamar and uh, their defense is going to outlast the Bills mm-hmm. as uh, a team that's been there the Bills have not been there mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and I would gladly eat shit on this pick but I like the Ravens for this one it's a really hard one but this I is like a really Ravens. good game to have no rooting interest in Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. This would also be my, my game of the week, Tiny. <laughs> It's, and it's, fucking, it's, it's a tough one, but I, I'm yeah. taking the Ravens. And isn't it interesting that in this playoffs, we truly see the duality of age in <clears throat> displayed in both conferences. You have three of the four teams in the NFC with some of the older quarterbacks that are really the elder statesmen and the really the four teams in the AFC all have the future of the NFL at yeah, the helm. Isn't that just great to see? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Moving on to the Sunday games, uh, we have the Browns at the Chiefs. Um, I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs for obvious reasons. I think that uh, Kansas City just is going to have too much offense and a strong defensive effort. Uh, And it's great the Browns won their playoff game against the Steelers. I don't think anyone had them at the second round of the playoff. Uh, but I just think that their luck stops here, unfortunately, for obvious reasons. Uh, Tiny, how do you feel about Browns v. Steelers? Uh, sorry, Browns v. Chiefs. Chiefs. We know what happened with Browns v. Steelers. We were all wrong about that. <laughs> how do you feel about the Browns versus like the Chiefs, sir? I feel like we've won that game. <laughs> I love the Browns story. Can't not take Chiefs. They yeah. are. Mm-hmm. So dynamic. Uh, I watched uh, ESPN this afternoon and they were like, so the only way to beat them would be to slow them down, et cetera, et cetera. You can't slow them down. Oh. They're just, they're just, they're just so good on offense. Uh, you know, we can mention their names. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, Harry Kill, Travis Kelsey, Hardman, you know, Sammy Watkins. The, the list goes on and on. Uh, they have arguably the best quarterback in the league and I cannot possibly not choose the Chiefs in this game. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good pick, and I I hope that that's what all of us are going to pick. Uh, but moving to you, Dr. Jim, um, with the 
Chiefs versus Browns. Who are you favoring? Um, I think Kansas City is probably the obvious pick. If, mm-hmm. if you are doing a you know straight up pick and pull, that's one of the safest plays of the week. Uh, this this game is intriguing because this is at the highest over under of the week. It's a fifty seven, mm-hmm. which is uh, you know it's up there for an over under, especially for the entire season. I think the highest we've seen all season has been like sixty three, and then yeah. Vegas got a bit more conservative. Um, you know as scores came down. Uh, you know, Casey is is favored by ten. Um, I I kind of like the I kind of like the Browns to cover that um, in a pretty high scoring game. The Browns have scored more than forty points twice in the last month, uh, which is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I it, Kansas City hasn't played an offense hasn't played against an offense like this uh, all season. You know where it's it's run first. We're gonna run first. If it doesn't work, we're gonna keep trying to run first. The line is so good. Yeah. And, and um, you know, between Chubb and, and Hunt, uh, two elite backs that can come in and do anything. Probably the best the backfield back in the NFL, honestly. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think that um, the big thing to keep your eye on is how does Baker rise to the moment? Mahomes okay. has been here. Yeah. Um, furthermore, my favorite storyline about this is the last time that Mahomes and Baker played each other. When Mahomes was at Texas Tech and Baker was at Oklahoma, they, they combined to set the NCAA record for total offense. The game was insane. Oklahoma scored 60-something points in this game, or in that game. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm looking for, hopefully, just one of these wonderful little shootouts. Hopefully, Baker can just kind of get into one of those crazy, like, you know, zones that he can get into. Like, eyes go black, and I'm just going to, like, throw accurate all night. Um. So I, I'm taking KC to win, but Cleveland to cover 10. Yeah, I mean... Uh- uh, you know, Cleveland isn't something to just be, uh, isn't a team to just be laughed at. And <clears throat> it's interesting. And, uh, you know, it, it's very poignant. You brought up the the running game for Cleveland. Uh, the only team I think that Kansas City faced that was like Cleveland was Oakland with the running back Josh Jacobs they have in Oakland and the way He's they played, you know, but it, it, the Raiders did end up beating the Chiefs one time this year. And mm-hmm. earlier this year, I said if the Chiefs had to be afraid of a team in the playoffs, it'd be the Raiders. You know, I do think, like I said, I think the Chiefs will win. I do think the, the Browns aren't going to be a team to be trifled with. Malcolm, how do you feel about the Browns versus the Chiefs? Uh, I think it's just much to do about nothing, man. The Chiefs only lost one game the entire season. I think they, they lost two. Everybody. Didn't they lose? Right? Two? I think they I lost two. Hold on, let me do. They lost um, to the Chargers too. The last oh, game of the Raiders season. The yeah. But the last but game of the season was, didn't matter. So it is just I was, basically I was looking at their, their, Raiders. Their games that were outside the division, like versus Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, even though you'd say that's a different Baltimore team, I'm just saying like the way that they've been able to operate and to um, manipulate whoever they're playing into playing their game is mm-hmm. just been astronomical. I think they're going to force Cleveland to play their game and force turnovers. And I think I think it's going to be a significant win for Kansas City. 
Casey. Well, Malcolm, that's a good pick with KC. I think KC definitely is uh, the favorite. They had their win, you know what I mean? And then they get knocked off. Same thing with Buffalo. They had their win. They get knocked off. The next year, we'll see where both these franchises go. But uh, nah, I just think it's going to be outmatched. I think that's how I think that's how a lot of us feel about it, and I think that's a good um, point of view in general. Uh, but definitely, this is the future of the AFC. We're witnessing with these four teams and these four quarterbacks in particular, and uh, we could see these guys interchanging seeds throughout the future. Uh, this this truly could be, um, you know, the four horsemen of the future for the AFC. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but moving to our final game of the divisional round, we have the yes. ancient elder matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and yes. the New Orleans Saints with Drew Brees in his ancient back and ribs and lungs and face um, and thumb at quarterback. Uh, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints is probably one of the most um, awaited matchups in the NFC uh, and the NFL in general. These are the two, uh, you know, quote unquote goats going at it. Um, I don't know if I throw Drew Brees in a goat category necessarily, but, you know, Brady definitely, uh, I think this is his season to prove something much more than Drew Brees, in my opinion, uh, just because Tom Brady left New England. It was the is Belichick or is Brady responsible for all these championships uh, conversation when he left. I think the Buccaneers are the more talented team right now in terms of the receiving core, even though the Saints have the better receiver overall of Michael Thomas. I think Michael Thomas is one of the best receivers in the NFL. But if you give me Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Rob Gronkowski, and fucking Cameron Brait, yeah, I'm going to take that every single time. Are you kidding me? But, you know, Alvin Kamara, there's there's gives and takes on both teams, but I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the end will pull out the win on a Saints team with a quarterback that I don't think I personally do not think he he can really throw the ball accurately more than 15 yards <laughs> down the field. Uh tiny. <laughs> How do you feel about the Bucks and Saints? I feel like this is a uh, really hard take, um, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and go opposite from what you said, and I think that Drew Brees can overtake the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, despite their great weapon arsenal, mm-hmm. and I think I think he has his own weapon arsenal, and I think that uh, maybe Tom isn't uh, so akin to winning in New Orleans so I'm gonna I'm gonna go against your very well described prediction 
and I'm just going to go the other way in the NFC South, and I'm going to take uh, New Orleans on this one. Okay, that's a good one. Dr. Jim, Bucks or Saints? Anyone but our Falcons, apparently. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is, I feel like, I feel like this is dirty deeply personal for you and me it um, is it is and i know jeff's floating <laughs> around in the background somewhere tiny with his panthers yeah. and their suck fest but so yeah. anyone but the suck fest of all the fans that are invested in the nfc south that listen to this show <laughs> yeah i mean i'm looking at uh, you know i'm looking at both of these saturday games i feel like we might be looking at two games that could combine for a hundred in total 120 total points um oh yeah you know, no a hundred percent that's that's a good take yeah because like you know the over under on this one is 52 that's mm-hmm. the second highest of, of the weekend the spread mm-hmm. here is is new orleans by three so again it's the one nfl wants two thousand total yards that day. i i am totally no matter what that oh, yeah. i like i like stupid football shit um <laughs> i'm I'm going to go with with um, with Tampa with Tampa Bay uh, because I still just don't trust Breeze's body after what he went through this season. Uh, I do feel like his accuracy is off. He punctured uh, a lung. That's a lot for a human to deal with. He broke 11 ribs. That is all. That is one less rib than half of your ribs. So I'd be like, out for three years with 11 broken ribs. I would still be on bed rest. And that happened like five, six weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Um. So I, I'm going to just take the nod on on Tampa Bay and Brady, who, you know, has not been in. Well, you always are injured when you're playing yeah. in an NFL season. But Brady hasn't missed a week. Oh, yeah. um, he has he has more healthy weapons around him because you know the skill players around breeze have also been kind of banged up uh throughout the season um i i also you know the twitter joke is never count out touchdown tom and Mm -hmm. tom brady in the playoffs Mm -hmm. don't bet against them uh that is the rule uh that you will come out ahead as a sports better in the long run if you don't bet against tom brady this is in the dome uh i know that new orleans has that great home field advantage well guess what nobody's going to be there even though though the city tried or the team tried to appeal to the city to test 50,000 New Orleans fans, quarantine them in a hotel in order to get them into the stadium to make some kind of home field advantage. Like the, 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 just the, the circus of mental gymnastics. South, baby. I know, right? That's um, Louisiana, baby. <laughs> that is, that is Louisiana. You know, if Atlanta would have did the exact same thing. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, like if, if, if you're into bank fraud, then go ahead and pick NOLA. Uh, but I'm going to take Tampa Bay because I'm more into uh, money launder. I mean, yeah, that's that's a good pick, Jim. Uh, Malcolm. Also, let me let yeah. me also just point out that uh, Brady and Breeze are both older than the two coaches coaching in the other NFC matchup on Saturday, which is kind of <laughs> wild to think about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That is a. Uh, uh, a very 
kind of it that one's just shocking in general when you really think about it in the sport in general there's not there's no other sport like it where you're just the age range is crazy i mean just that's that's been one of the themes of the show right is that we've got the new guard and the old guard the the old old guys are moving on and that doesn't just apply to players like that also applies to coaches yeah and the you know the bureaucracy let's say of of the league Uh, the final thing that i'll say about this is that um you know with the that nickelodeon broadcast um Mm -hmm. from last week uh everybody was making jokes of uh, you know on twitter about like okay so what what other network other than nickelodeon would you like to watch an nfl broadcast on right and so brady or somebody among brady's like social media team oh yeah did a mock-up you know image of brady and breeze as old dudes with like these graying salt pepper beards and then in the middle was the logo logo of you know the history channel so Mm -hmm. absolutely the history channel should run history uh, away yeah um so yeah and so much possibilities with that like yeah so there's there's so much there there are a lot of really funny storylines going into this and um as a falcons fan this is really going to be the one that i'm gonna kind of prioritize as my you know must watch definitely it is part of our self-hatred as falcons fans to watch Mm -hmm. the teams better than us in the nfc south compete for super bowls uh malcolm Tampa Bay, New Orleans, who you got? I'm going to roll with New Orleans and Alvin Kamara. And it seems like Michael Thomas is like at least 80% healthy. Mm-hmm. But um, don't sleep on that New Orleans Saints defense. They're, they're underrated too. Um, and I would roll, I'm just rolling with Kamara, man. Like uh, the way he's able to just pick up like, you know, lackadaisically 8 to 11 yards on a run. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's insane. And the pace at which he runs at, it's like Marshall Falk. It, it's or, or like younger Le'Veon Bell where he just kind of like this delay. Mm-hmm. I just think that rushing attack is something different and I think it's going to be difficult for Tampa Bay to do it. Definitely. That time of possession might lead to uh, Tom Brady not having time. But um, New Orleans Saints, I'm all with them. Defense and run game for sure. Yeah, no, that, that, that's a great pick. Uh, you know, Alvin Kamara and how he's run this year to me, and I know not everyone's going to agree with this and it may be a little controversial he reminds me of Barry Sanders and how he's been able to run between the tackles and how he's been able to evade tackles in general uh I don't I'm not saying he is Barry Sanders or anywhere in the realm of career wise Barry Sanders but just in this season alone he's had one of the more remarkable seasons a running backs had in the last 20 years I think he's definitely probably in the top uh I'd say honestly top five single season performances in the last 20 years of running backs up there with your LTs, your uh, Chris Johnson's um, and so on and so forth. But those are our picks for the NFC AFC divisional rounds. Uh, we'll see what we got right next week. The, uh, NF- the NFL conference championships will be next weekend. And then we've got the Super Bowl staring down at us on the 7th. There is a virtual Pro Bowl. I don't know what the hell that's going to be. We'll all see what that is. I don't know. Just put it on Nickelodeon. It'll be better. Um, But now we're going 
wanting to shift from the NFL quickly to the college football landscape as we saw the Ohio State Buckeyes play the Alabama Crimson Tide for the national championship and Alabama came out on top uh, as a lot of people I think thought would eventually happen. Uh, The Crimson Tide winning their 18th national championship. Um, I don't know if anyone really had um, in our group anyone outside of Alabama winning this national championship. Uh, I know I had Ohio State in our conversation in the group winning and I was wrong. Uh, They lost. Alabama scored 52 points on them. That happens. I think Ohio State had what 32? I think it was 52-32. So 24. 24, (laughs) even worse. Um, So in general, I just kind of want to start at this point. Uh, I'll start with you, Dr. Jim. Uh, With Alabama winning this national championship, has college football itself just kind of, is it at this point kind of going through the motions with this four-team playoff that it has, seeing the same teams year in and year out uh, in the national championship game? Um, I, I think that this year exposed that, yeah, that's kind of the case, but I don't think that that's what Mark Emmert and the NCAA and the, the playoff committee um, had expected. Um, you know, in terms of how they vote and whatever computer magic they're looking at every mm-hmm. week when they first put out the CFP rankings, you know, in in, in the first week of October, um, it's, it's becoming clear now. And I know that this season is very much an aberration, mm-hmm. but it needs to be expanded at least to six teams. Yeah. Give, give number one and two a bye week as it were, and let, you know, teams three through six do something like a, a, a play in. I know that that adds a week and coaches, administrators, ADs hate that, especially if you are, you know, the, the Cincinnati's of the world or the Georgia's of the world mm-hmm. who are always kind of like on the outside looking in. Um, as for this particular Alabama team, even if we had an expanded playoff to six or even to eight, there's no way you're going to beat these guys. This is analytically, statistically eyeball test, the best college football team that has ever been on the field. Um, since Nick Saban got to Alabama, if you are a recruit to Alabama, you are guaranteed a national title within your first three years of Alabama. The players on this team, the recruiting class on this particular team included mm-hmm. Jerry Judy, yep. Henry Ruggs, yep. Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, Tua Tagovailoa, three players on defense that are now in the NFL. This mm-hmm. right here is the most complete offense in college football that you will ever see all 11 of these guys will be in the NFL. Max Jones was in the same exact recruiting class, the quarterback, mm-hmm. who, in my opinion, isn't really all that good, but he gets to throw to people like Devonta Smith and yep. John Mechie and yep. not, you know, Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. So uh, th- they scored the most points that's ever been scored in a college football season in a limited season against only college, you know, only conference opponents. Um, they absolutely demolished a very, very good Ohio State team who, granted, lost a very good running back in Trey Sermon early in this game. Um, but there, like, it was, I don't know if it was scheming. That seemed to be, you know, one of the criticisms of Ohio State's play calling here. They were doing a lot of cover three where they were ha- being forced to pull over linebackers to cover Dev 
Devontae Smith, who was the Heisman winner, mm-hmm. the most exciting college football player I have seen in at least five years. Um, but this was a complete demolition, but it also is just sort of a solidification of Nick Saban's process and his willingness to change up and evolve around this game. Five years ago, Nick Saban was complaining to the NCAA about the RPO and the Definitely. ability of, of, of you know, the, uh, the offensive linemen to, you know, get down the field because he was losing to Ole Miss, who was yeah. running an RPO, and they were pushing their offensive line five yards down the field. Yeah. Um, but guess what? They ran on Monday night. They ran the RPO on 65% of their offensive snaps. Mm-hmm. Like, he fully bought into it with Steve Sarkeesian, who unfortunately is now gone and going to Texas. Yeah. Um, so it's just, like, Saban is just a death star uh, when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to system and culture and just getting the job done. Definitely. Um, like it's it, he's he's ripping off the top mm-hmm. 25 and four star recruits every year and recruiting matters in college football. Furthermore, he's recruiting outside of his footprint. He's pulling all the best guys from Georgia, all the best guys from Florida, all the best guys from Alabama. But Najee Harris comes from L.A. Yeah, like, it, 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 it's it, it's a monster machine that he's got his tentacles everywhere. It's just really incredible to watch. He's broken the game, truly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, before we go real quick, we did have one big uh, move in the NBA I wanted to touch on uh, in the last five minutes of our show. Um, James Harden being traded to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Tiny, I'm going to start with you real quick. Uh, How do you think this shifts the power for the Brooklyn Nets in the Eastern Conference with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden united? This is a huge story in the Uh NBA, of course. We'll have a we'll have more in I mean, depth will, to it but, in the future, yeah. but right now, just your your take. <clears throat> right now, my take is, uh, you know, do they coexist <laughs> nicely on offense um, mm. on the offense side? Um, I think they actually will at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, James and Kevin will kind of coincide and share the duties, but going forward. It's it's a really interesting dynamic. The, you know, both both of them have their their style where they kind of dominate the ball. Um, I mean, it's a huge fucking story. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's honestly like boggling my mind. Um, I think that they can maybe coexist, but those two talents will win a lot of games. Oh yeah. Do you uh, think just, it puts them in the top upper upper echelons of the East one and two? I do. I do think it does. Just just by default. Okay. Um, and, and we'll see how it develops, but, uh, mm-hmm. just based on their talent overall, mm-hmm. they're gonna like score a lot of points and gonna beat a lot of teams. Oh yeah. And, and, uh, I'm super curious to talk about it later. Oh yeah. We're going to have, we're going to have it on the next episode. We'll, we'll, we'll have more of an in-depth dive into it. And then, but, uh, yeah, I think you guys can all agree that how that works out with those two top scores mm-hmm. um, will be a discussion that we'll have to address later. Mm-hmm. Well, Malcolm, how do you feel about this team of MVPs uniting? Oh, I love it, man. Especially in New York. Uh, great meeting capital. Great story. 
streets. I'm excited, um, definitely, because this three is going to be lethal once they all get clicking. Mm-hmm. And um, Kyrie, <laughs> Bernard, Sage. <laughs> Playoff games. I can't wait. I can't wait for this. It's going to be crazy, man. This shit yeah. is going to be yes, um, it will. But I think it puts them in the upper echelon. Um, I got them ahead of Toronto. I got them ahead of Boston. And I got them ahead of Philly. Yeah. Now, I don't have them ahead of Miami just yet. Um, I want to see how they play. What about show. Milwaukee? Um, I got Milwaukee as number one in these. That's yeah, what I yeah. was thinking, too. Yeah. 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 Milwaukee's definitely going to. They're the regular season teams. But still, Brooklyn's in that oh, mix, though. I'll I mean, that's, a, that's a bit. But Brooklyn in the mix, I mean, yeah. that that's more they, than they, they were looking at that. before the season. Definitely. Definitely. So. I think also, though, I think it just puts them up probably two or three spots. Like, I, I kind of had them in a four spot mm-hmm. um, at the beginning of the year. Now they're more in like a two uh, spot to max out. They could also be in three, but that, that's 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 nitpicking. But um, I think it's really between them and Miami who wants to take over in the East. Milwaukee, to me, just keeps kind of messing around. Like, they do the regular season dance, but when it comes to playoff basketball, it slows down. More bodies in the lane, forcing Giannis to actually yeah. have to play like a low post game and be um, be able to use his, when the double team comes. And once he gets over that, like how LeBron did now, then um, we'll wait. But I, I think it's going to take him a couple more years to polish his game fully. Well, we'll see. But, uh, yeah. I love the Harden trade. I do. And I also like Oladipo going to the Rockets, too. It's, yeah. it's actually not a nice Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, we'll, we'll definitely, definitely dive deeper into that <laughs> ne- in the next episode. But Dodger Jim, uh, before we head out, how do you feel about the Nets acquiring hard? Do you think it uh, propels them to a top three, possibly top two or number one seed in the East? I'm not going to go there yet, um, mm-hmm. you know, because Harden's, um, you know, his his medicals, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, apparently, 40, though. I know, I know, but... Here's a um, bat or fluffy. Get some, <laughs> he get has some a condition. pot belly, Malcolm. He's not yeah. fat. Everybody, everybody <laughs> gained weight over COVID, man. That's true. Harden That's true. ain't fat. <laughs> Um, my first reaction was this makes, I think, Steve Nash's job a little bit harder, especially on, you know, in-game managing minutes among especially the big three, right? Mm -hmm. Because they all want the ball. Um, and so, you know, in what situations are you willing to, to pull one of them? Uh, you know, if, if say like Durant has the hot hand and Kyrie is just kind of like fucking up, Mm -hmm. are you going to, are you going to sit down Kyrie for eight minutes? Yeah. Uh, same thing goes for, you know, for Hart, right? If he's like jacking threes, but missing them, you want to put down James Hart and let your other guys do the work. It, it, like that kind of the mesh and the flow in game, um, I think becomes a, a, a bit more of a complicated issue for, mm-hmm. for Nash. Um, but the final thing that I'll say about it was that the Wall Street Journal sports page, when the news broke, they tweeted that, <laughs> what did they say? Um, bearded millennial moves to Brooklyn. And that's all they said. <laughs> Uh, which is just a, you know a hilarious thing a hilarious thing to, to tweet out no it is it is definitely and I think that you know uh, the trade overall was very interesting to see go down because we had the hard sound bite at the end of the uh, Houston game last night I believe it was Houston LA and um, you know we, we, we saw the fact that they uh, 
just they weren't going to be able to compete this year with the team they have assembled in Houston. So they got the playoff or rather they got the draft picks they needed and they'll move forward from there. Uh, But I think the Nets right now are sitting at either the three seed or the two seed in the East. Um, I think they're going to play the style of basketball Houston played last year. They don't have anyone uh, that's not at a forward or guard position in terms of center uh, for their starting lineup with Joe Thomas and Jeff Green. uh, Those two guys are 6'8 and 6'6. Unless you're putting Duran at center, I don't know how you're going to have the height to truly guard the interior in the NBA, especially in the East when you got people like Bam Adebayo and Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, Mm -hmm. coming at you down your throat. Uh, But we'll keep an eye on basketball moving forward. Uh, We'll be back and better than ever next week on the Sports The Show. We'll discuss the NFL Championship weekend and more in the NBA in terms of the trades and division jockeying that we're seeing early on in the NBA. Uh, And I'm sure we'll have some more stories developed by then, too. But as always, for the Sports The Show, I'm DJ Pat Nasty. I'm here with and Dr. Jim and as always from Arizona Malcolm Marzette and we'll catch you guys next week on the sports the show bye we the mafia we the mafia we the we the mafia, we the mafia, Bills mafia, Bills mafia, we the mafia, we the mafia, Bills 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 Team captain shaking at the coin toss. We say mafia, that means family to me. Cause we stand with the team, best fans in the league. We the Chick after noon, I last long Every song is like the last song When it comes to the level in which I rap on Your bitch is dancing on me She like a lap dog She like my hair I keep my cap on Cause I ain't looking for love Shit, is that wrong? I just want something dainty that I can tap on It's killer season, hope I feel like Cameron I'm just trying to build a block that I can stand on Real estate and bigger plans Y'all just worry about some shit to blow a bag on I peep the game before it happens like I'm Tony Romo I'm better than a referee Don't let the internet fool you 100k on the gram doesn't make you a celebrity You public figures with these fucking pictures You got your ass poking out when you lean to the left When it's really not fat, you just angle it best And in person, we know that your self-esteem is a mess But it make you feel better when you posting your pics It's cool, 
ain't knocking it As long as somebody commenting And make your whole career look promising Get it how you live it This world could be filthy But I'ma do me and get back to the real thing Cause every hard line keeps adding to the kill streak Fuck what they talking about dog. I know they hear me I can give a fuck if they feel me dog. They sending shots better kill me dog. I'm on the kill streak I do these flows filthy So much flows I started investing in realty Got so much gold All this jewelry make a nigga feel guilty Ice on the night, bitch, you steal me This is just to chill me Get a nigga hot, and that's when you see the real me Force a nigga hand, and that's when you gon' reveal the Nina on my waist, if you talking out your face Better proceed with caution, cause you niggas ain't safe Off the Jameson, I turn into an animal, baby Shows with Eric, bitch, I'm feeling like Hannibal, baby Bird up, I wrote some words, and now my calendar crazy Different country every night, let's get some capital, baby Phenom, yeah, when you make heat, there's no B-side Y'all don't want beef, y'all meat ride This a fuck you, not a peace sign I've been down bad like Steve Jobs Made it all back like Steve Now why I slam him down bad, no F5 Peace like sheesh, yo, you don't eat on these sides You can keep yours, I'ma keep mine Flex like a wrestler, bitch, I'm feeling like Devon Open up her legs, back my head on a monkey I keep this shit funky, your eyes rolling back Yo, she look like a junkie I bully these pussies, I feel like a dusty All I want is some cutty after she dip, yo, a split would be lovely I ain't sparking this chick Cause every time she hit the weed, she be bugging Make a way and everybody start running uh, Make a name and everybody your cousin It's cool, I ain't knocking it As long as somebody profiting There's always someone else that's pocketing But get it how you live it This world could be filthy But I'ma do me and get back to the real thing Cause every hard line keeps setting to the kill streak yeah, we make the hollow tip toe panic at the disco. Plato Santa for Halloween and Monte Cristo. Still counting the sweater team. He got told to watch the door. You was thinking that I said it though. Back to final nigga, I don't trust you over. Trust me on your knees too. I feed you on top of other things you hate that I don't need you. But I flourish for it. Hate it, sit aboard it. Your chorus was late for quarter. Point. The focus caught the stores and I oversaw it. The building fortress. I'm from Richmond where they smoke you at the band like rotisserie. Rolling in this heat. This shit just gets to me, your bitch was fleet The only way I want her is if she killed for me Specifically, not for my sins They watch me win, how you get Shaking things in they head with body blend Your percentage was burnt, baby, won't you come by again Lock me in, then refer me to your friends Tell your little bitch to clean the list Spot me in the bins out the tents, nigga Too much West Coast dick licking Too many niggas on a mission Then with your best uncle John Vendition Shooters clap you out the hard to sip it Close case, it's hard to forget it Shop, bit them leather clocked in them. Smelling for all you attracted dark women with your name system. Approach with a style, my aim different. Fame kicking. I look familiar, she replied to me. She about five two, skin complexion was ivory. Vibrant Marvin Gaye, we was vibing with. She said she liked the smoke and high shit, perfect timing. Supreme, perfect rhyme, great goals affect the climate. Peace to the gods, you more of a you the least of in charge. Cause you splash, I sleep with your broad. Be with your mom like nothing happened. Like I'm the pop for my pawn stars, dead powder soft, but she gon' make it lock like
like the rock hard them bitches surround me They say I ain't from Richmond cause I lived in the county But your bitches still kill this dick like it came with a bounty Fourth and back with packs grey hound and yeah they came for the body Leaving where they found me with the strap and it came with a body I love it when you talk that blue who went to baby Baltimore love thing Got me cuckoo cachoo lately The bitches butterscotch and the coop is like blue navy They came through with like 222s and a few safeties Yo thun this shit is nothing cousin Almost treat me out my freedom I'm out in public bussing I almost blue face bleed him I must have dumped a hundred I put my finger right where the trigger is And finger fucked it Shitty ducked it Better not spit discussions Or we leave him beneath the street construction We ain't seen him so we camped out like we were sneaker hunting Then went off like shit the beeper buzzing So many shells like the seashore niggas So now the days is wondering Keep him waiting like bitch the piece are coming Vacate the premises Come back with a different bitch And teach us substance Hunted he keep it nah he really wasn't So we choked him and drove him right to the edge And then we kicked the bucket
what you lames is, colorful's my language Even in layman speaking use like Langston Allen and Albert dead presidents, we out for a menace to society Black male alpha, but we don't fraternize our pockets We capitalize for uppercase faces in the fields like Macy's Dating and hunting in the making like lunches Talk from your side of your neck, your face I punch in Like you made a mistake, but like that take For you to be raped, what would something like that take? A miracle God's blessing, a natural disaster Handicapped steroids plus a tape of our practice In other words, ninja is just not happening What it was in the beginning is what comes after From Alabama, Canada, Alaska, Africa Trying to get my sag up, ask half after Niggas stay front, talk a bunch of nothing We out getting money all day Tell them motherfucker what you want always Cause we are Shout out, it's fine, it's time to get it What, what, you know I'm gonna get it We gon' get it What, what, you know I'm gonna get it I'ma get it What, what, you know I'm gonna get it What, all day uh, The new kid in the beers is beating them off the block Corner left back like brother Little ox in the belly of the beast Is tripping under the feet This coming close like common thoughts Seeing the feet My vision's so electric, looking out of myself Mirror seeing nothing but sun in the morning stealth So I'm brushing off the actions, nothing can hold me down Fucking up mad villains like pinning a fancy clown I finna run the town, sucker follow the leader like reinventing the ride I'm cold, don't wanna see it, need undefined Rhyming ahead of time, infected by Queensbridge So I'm Shadtown's Nas, illest rap niggas Just leaning out of the speaker box Underground kings, they die in my bum B In translated flow, these niggas can't see me Shadtown's finest Something you wanna be These niggas stay front Talk a bunch of nothing We out getting money all day Tell them motherfucker what you want always Cause we are Shout out, find it, time to get it What, what, you know I'm gonna get it We gon' get it What, what, you know I'm gonna get it I'm gonna get it What, what, you know I'm gonna get it What, all day Some say life is a waste of time And time's a waste of life So waste your time and how to time your life Well I done wasted enough time So it's time to grind Instead of playing the field Time for me to find a wife uh, Living trife got me dead broke For the dead presidents I clear my head of all smoke No more smoky mirrors No more fear Smokey the better come hither So as the smoke clears I'm all clearer Focus on my goals Doing my role as a father Is to go way farther Than the story that they chose Clear my head so the barbershop So I can get the bread And the larger pop I thought to know the ledge behind a halter top So off the cops stop, folk But this brother pull they car laughing at him on it You know you got jokes See, I got myself together But some might start with cheddar For me, it was a desire to really make my life better These niggas stay front Talk a bunch of nothing We out getting money all day Tell them motherfucker what you want always Cause we are Shout out, it's fine, it's time to get it What, what, you know I'm gonna get it We gon' get it What, what, you know I'm gonna get it I'ma get it What, what, you know I'm gonna get it What? High D all day. Uh, the feeling is indescribable. Given a long time ago. Risen from all kind of lows. A living astronomical. Living out my dream. They say that shit is impossible. American gladiator. I'm witnessing all the obstacles. I got a lot to do. Tripping with a lot to prove. Breathe life in it. No different from how a doctor do. Gone. I'm out there distant. I'm too far from you. No phone call or smoke signal. Could reach my longitude. Latitude. My attitude. Don't get ingratitude. It happened to be. I'm in the wild with the animals. I just want to eat green. Most of them cannibals In other words, I'm looking for money The next man pursued to eat you alive Leave you victimized Nothing changed, it happen all the time I said they eat you alive Leave you victimized Nothing changed, it happen all the time Damn, these niggas stay front Talk a bunch of nothing We out getting money all day Tell them motherfucker what you want always Cause we are 
shots out, find us, I'ma get it. What, what, you know I'm gon' get it, we gon' get it. What, what, you know I'm gon' get it, I'ma get it. What, what, you know I'm gon' get it, what? All day, I'ma get it. What, what, you know I'm gon' get it, we gon' get it. What, what, you know I'm gon' get it, I'ma get it. What, what, you know I'm gon' get it, what? All day. And the ones with vision If you entitled then I'm playing dumb Fake in front, unimpressed Like a French person saying one Uncarving plans, tar to tan and aperitifs Calvados, vintage weed, shipping DVDs Made a mint of creative thought Create wine and fortify it to pour Float my mind for sport I'm in court cause they're suing me for being great We can't survive at this rate, we need to make him pay Barrel belly, see the barrel flare Hide the pain, harrowed when I stare They wonder why I wanna travel there I'm trying to see the planet, wood, grain and granite I would explain work, but I'm afraid you wouldn't understand it Can never see me like I've been swimming out of genie bottles Since I killed with teeny idols, been dreaming of bikini models With no bikini bottoms, you're with his weird, you need he got him But I ain't wasting no more time with all these bottom feeders Now believers, I just need a wider I just slide to feed like wide receivers Life is like an odyssey with sea creatures I deceive it, some marine voyaging This boy will leave you all beleaguered Beneath the seaweed, there's 2,000 leagues Grown from the seas, two loud pounds of weed Sickly homegrown, so if you out of town, leave You never see me rolling up the keys Without a brown leaf, when I'm cheating like a captain Nemo or Leonard Nimoy But never play no seaman, was too busy playing D-boy Too many touch the kilo in the cut like a keloid All these B-boys have you decoyed, no decoy Code the P-Roy, that's like 1,000 words worth every verse destroyed Sort of like Reese when they lay siege Detroit Who's trying to build a secret weapon, damn near lost Detroit Always trying to find another weakness to exploit Your whole style be textbook with on to the next point Can ballpoint tax excellent, can catch the next joint Or you can catch a clip when I reload like a checkpoint, youngin' 400, get your face bubble, spot the gym, space hubble Wasn't fat, we lost him to an air bubble How long I been home, still doing jail style, I'm a fungo And crush the drug like cheddar ruffles, just a pen Cabin thin like them, drew on ink puddles, cake fish Steer two wheels, right out of wind gusto Rustic style, real bistro, hemoglobe finito Flex on stretch, Bobito, Lexus Sandy Spray a tech down, suavecito, we live pavo If you the wave, where's the dreamboat? Light joints like Reno Shit hit like triple cherries bang, bang, bang. Some jet fuel in a high sock Jason Terry You only glow like a ten stone from momentarily My bitches set it off I'm Blair Underwood apparently Trench cream Canberry I might retire young after I'll run the lions like Barry All my co-conspirators only clearly I'm Kapoor Only wonder if she's hairy I get hyped up for Jewish sex The best treat provides Slide tulips by my neck Then press arrowheads Sped off true ships ahoy headrest We'll be fighting at close quarters with the most tenacious of all sea beasts. Stay clear of the tentacles. They'll seize anything within reach and hang on to the death. 
The only vital spot is directly between the eyes. Already beaten something, sir. King shit. Hard to reverse the hurt you cause, huh? When them scars is worse than a person's flaws Even when it ain't working for sure, there's certain laws As soon as my emotions surface and the curtain draws This is nothing that a great amount of pills fix Strain up by the sales zip, pain I gotta deal with Down bad for like three weeks and my wife had me PTSD Like I'm knee deep in the rice baddies Me sleep, clean sweep and the stripes have me uh, Hope the trees reach to the right addy Life is like the war report for real. Knife for slice a quarter, quarter spill. Uh, I want no peace until I'm resting in it. Clear my mind like the tree got decongestant in it. Best it did it. I'm soprano season seven, vivid here. Handle squeezing, heaven gifted. Uh. Check they getting home still My tone of the wise owl The shrine of my dad house Emotions getting cast out 
of the garden of the chosen ones. A vocal ton, I had to bow. I stretched the boat. Next to go, Mexico. Bless us, go. Arrive new. Tied to the truth. Strange fruit. Hanging from a noose. They blind to. Crying through the hands. I'm trying to provide for you. You and you. And the night is still a vibrant blue. It's navy blue. Oh, shit. 
Oh, shit. 